Welcome to Good Health, brought to you by Good Shepherd Healthcare System in the KOHU studio. I'm Caitlin, the host for Good Health. For today's program, Dr. Alexis Tuck, Good Shepherd's newest OBGYN to join us, will share about women's health. Dr. Tuck, thank you for joining us this morning. You've been seeing patients here in Hermiston for about two weeks now. How has it been practicing at Good Shepherd Women's Center? Um, it's been really good. I have had a really good experience with the team there and definitely kind of wish I had come here sooner. <laughs> Do you? Uh, so why did you want to become an obstetrician and gynecologist? Um, I really enjoy caring for girls and women of all ages. Um, when I did my residency in OBGYN in New York, I just fell in love delivering babies. And it, it was just like super magical and still is. That's kind of what introduced me to OBGYN, and that's kind of where I decided that's what I'm going to do. Yes, and, and where did you go to medical school? So I went to medical school in um, at Ross University that was in Dominica, and I did my residency at NYU at their Brooklyn campus. Awesome. And I understand you have taught um, women's health. Can you tell us about that? Yes. So uh, when I was in medical school as well as um, in uh, residency, I was involved in education of medical students, um, peers, or um, other residents when I was even attending at Cadillac and just kind of promote on uh, women's health and how to care for the women in the community. So how long have you been caring for women's health? About five and a half years. Okay. And what brought you to Good Shepherd? So um, I wanted to stay in this area. I live in Kanuik, Um And I love that Good Shepherd has figured out the best way to have really good patient care. Um, and that is not to burn out their health care providers. Mm-hmm. And that's really smart. Um, I Just the last two weeks uh, while I was in clinic, I was given a lot of time to talk to and evaluate each patient and um, I noticed that Good Shepherd doesn't treat the clinic as just a revolving door and I feel like I can give my patients the best care here. Fantastic and so you said uh, Kennewick and and Cadillac is where you have come from Um, so how many years were you there? Five and a half. Okay okay. So that's where I was. I see and um, so you already have roots here in the Columbia Basin area. So tell us about your family. I have a crazy family. <laughs> I have four kids uh, under the age of seven. So seven, five, three, and one. And my house is a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, my husband is amazing. He practically can be his own wife, really. He does everything. And that's why I'm able to devote a lot of my time to uh, women's health care. Yes, and you did mention, um, you know, the flexibility of schedule right here at Good Shepherd, which yes. probably allows for that quality family time. Yes, no, absolutely, yeah. and that was much needed. Yes, and um, so tell us what care and services um, are provided at the Good Shepherd Women's Center. So uh, we provide basically the full range of um, healthcare services in OBGYN, and that includes um, anywhere from basic women's health, such as pap smear for cervical cancer screening, uh, breast cancer screening, managing abnormal periods, uterine fibroids, endometriosis. Um, We also take care of women struggling with prolapse and urinary incontinence, sexual dysfunction, uh, and provide the entire range of contraceptive options, and uh, including sterilization if they want to. Uh, we also provide prenatal care for our pregnant moms from mm-hmm. first trimester all the way to delivery and postpartum. 
So really, the it's comprehensive women's health care. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, what are the other members there uh, at the Women's Center? Can you tell us about them? Yes. So um, Dr. Havkin, Dr. Luter, and Dr. Snyder um, are the, the other docs there, and they have been there obviously before me, um, and they're fantastic. Our manager, Jessie, mm-hmm. she is, she deserves a shout out. Thank you, Jessie. <laughs> uh, she's amazing, and she is definitely um, core to the positive culture of the clinic. Um, and our, our clinic staff there, um, they're just so amazing. I have had such a great experience there so far, and that goes all the way from the medical assistants to the front desk staff. Excellent. And what about the facilities there? Um, Amazing. The clinic is brand new, even nicer than where I was, to be honest. Brand Mm -hmm. new. um, Everything we need is there. And yeah, just a nice environment. Very comfortable setting. Mm -hmm. I agree. And um, what can a patient expect when they come to see you, Dr. Tuck? They um, can be assured that they will receive the best care tailored to their needs. I um, am very straightforward with facts um, and will provide the most accurate information to allow them to make the best decision. Um, I believe that all decisions all decisions are made together between mm-hmm. the physician and their patient, um, and their voices matter. Oh, that's great. And what are some of the most common conditions you treat? So, um, again, I, we pretty much deal the full range, but to name a few, um, abnormal pap smears, abnormal periods, um, contraceptive counseling, we do IUD insertion, next phenol insertion, uh, prenatal care. Um, sometimes we uh, also help women with uh, depression and anxiety um, at all ages. Anything, really, that affects a woman, I can help with. Um, and I tell my ladies, if it's, not, if it's not something I am able to manage, we will also be able to refer out to any specialist who can. So you had mentioned um, depression and anxiety. Can you talk a little bit more about that in the care that you provide? Yes. So um, I would say that um, in the recent years, especially during the pandemic, uh, depression and anxiety have become more of a problem or have surfaced um, almost that um, it's affecting um, women from uh, like really all ages, and we've seen a spike in teens, teenagers, um, and I am glad that uh, this actually is uh, a problem that people talk about now because before, um, you know, there is, actually there still is in some areas of the country such a huge stigma about um, mood disordered and uh, disorders, and people don't usually like to talk about it, thinks it's, it's shameful or... Um, something that is their fault. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I want to assure them that that's not the case. And we do have screening um, tests or, you know, surveys that we can do to um, see how much anxiety or depressive symptoms you have. And we do provide um, antidepressants, counseling services, or any other referral to um, higher level psychiatrists if we need to. But I do encourage everyone to speak up if they don't feel well. Certainly, um, I have heard um, uh, young girls uh, tell me, oh, it's my mom tells me, you know, it's me. I just need to tough it out. And that's really not the case. It's when you have uh, a mood disorder such as uh, major depression, it's really in, in a, like a hormone imbalance in your brain that's making this worse. And you really can't tough out 
that imbalance. So, um, but we have resources for them, and we can help them. So, how do you approach that subject with your patients, um, especially when there's so much stigma, you know, happening, and you've got this young patient in your office? Uh, how do you go about that? So, um, when I have a patient like that, if they are accompanied with a um, authority figure, if you will, uh, like parents or someone else, we do offer the opportunity to speak alone with the patient. And uh, so there is privacy. And when I talk to them, I encourage them to just tell me what's going on. Like, you know, what, what are the symptoms you're experiencing? Are you feeling low? Are you feeling sad? Are you feeling angry? What are the moods that you're going through? And then we try to um, talk about family life, school life, um, try to identify triggers that potentially have contributed to what they're feeling. Um, I do tell them that um, most of the time they're probably very hard on themselves, uh, as the society were expected to be. Um, And um, I do tell them that... uh, I recommend them seeing a therapist or counselor because not only do a counselor listen, they actually teach you skills uh, on how to cope with uh, triggers or how to um, combat negative environment, negative speech, stuff like that. Um, Then, you know, we would have them do a screening uh, questionnaire and score their depression and anxiety, and depending on how high or how low their score is, then we kind of uh, may recommend antidepressants or other medications for depression and anxiety. Um, For um, girls or women who are on multiple mood um, medications already, who are still having symptoms, we may then refer them um, to a psychiatrist, for example, who are experts in managing uh, these disorders, um, especially people who are resistant to certain medications or who are um, multiple to make it better. So if it gets to that point, um, I I don't know if you're aware in our area already, but there seems to be a shortage of that assistance at that level. Um, have you run into that with uh, referrals so um, the good thing is, uh, yes, and I completely agree that about the shortage that is probably nationwide and does hit um, like suburbs and, you know, um, countryside a little harder in terms of um, health care services. But now there are telepsych, um, yes. so like uh, remote, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there are uh, apps if you have uh, a smartphone that you can access uh, certified therapists um, who will be available by phone. And you can actually do, there are um, uh, apps uh, such as BetterHelp, and that's the one that I usually recommend, um, that you can set up appointments with them in your own home, Mm -hmm. just on the phone. Sometimes you can do by text. um, They can do a phone call, or they can even do a video like FaceTime so you can see them. So there are options. And so by um, going that route through the care that you're providing um, and the recommendations you're making, um, is any of that covered by insurance? I will say insurance is always a pain in the butt. (laughs) So um, some are, some are not, but we always try our best to find the resources that are cheapest to the patient. 
Very good. Yeah. And so um, you mentioned some things that sounded like in-office procedures, and that was uh, one of my next questions, is mm-hmm. what are those that you provide in-office? So uh, we do colposcopy, which is a uh, procedure for abnormal pap smears. We do IUD insertion and removals. We do next but not insertion removals. And we also do uh, pessary um, fittings for uh, prolapse. Ah, okay. And um, I also understand that some physicians at the Women's Center um, provide surgery with da Vinci Robotics. Can you tell us a little about that? Yes. So uh, robotic surgery is kind of the new way of surgery. It is a type of minimally invasive surgery. Um, I actually personally do not do the robot. I do Mm -hmm. what's called laparoscopy. Essentially, that is has the same outcome, mm-hmm. um, but less costly compared to the robot. And uh, that's the traditional way of minimally invasive surgery uh, before the robot was invented. So I am, a, I am able to provide the full range of laparoscopy uh, for treatment. And what are uh, those conditions that would require um, surgery? Um, so I would say uh, things like ovarian cysts, um, you know, endometriosis, fibroids, um, tubal ligation, just to name a few. Uh, sometimes we do diagnostic laparoscopy while we are looking for a cause of patient symptoms, often because of pain, things mm. like that. Okay. And um, what are some of the important health screenings you recommend, and and what age should patients get them? Yes, so um, cervical cancer screening definitely um, is one of the most important. Uh, Cervical cancer is preventable um, or treatable, I should say, um, if we catch it early um, in the precancer stages. Uh, 21 would be the age to start for pap smears. Mammogram is age 40. STD screening, I recommend everyone who's sexually active to have that done at, with the annual exam, and that's as soon as uh, they become sexually active. Mm-hmm. Bone density scan is 65, and colon cancer screen is 45 years old. Excellent. Um, And should a patient have a concern about cancer, how can the Women's Center help? So um, if they have any concern about their health, um, they should come in for an in-person evaluation. Um, And we usually take an extensive family um, and personal health history, and we do a physical exam, and we will be ordering appropriate tests um, and refer to specialists as needed. Okay. And so you care for patients in their teens up to menopause and beyond. So so why is it important for teens to establish care with an OBGYN and and what age do you recommend they make their first appointment? So I think that um teens really can start seeing me whenever they need help with their periods cuz teen girls they start getting their periods sometimes at age 11, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and pediatricians um they're very good with um a lot of pediatric problems, but uh, menstrual cycles may not be something they're comfortable with managing. Sure. So uh, really, any time. Um, and if it's something that they're not sure about, I'm even happy to consult and see if what we can do to make it better or who we should see. Um, I think that um, teens should start establishing with an OBGYN when they become sexually active. We can start to educating them about Um, safe sex and doing STD screens, uh, talking to them about contraception. Okay. So so let's look at the other end of the lifespan here. So um, why is it important for women that have completed menopause to continue seeing an OBGYN? 
Um, it is uh, my focus to make sure women continue to live a healthy life after menopause. Uh, menopausal transition is really hard um, because a woman go through a, a woman goes through a wide range of symptoms that can occur, um, like intense hot flashes, terrible sleep, depressed mood, and painful sex or decreased libido. And those are the problems we can address and we have resources for. And just want to put it out there that women can seek help with these. Yes, very good. Um, if you're just joining us, this is Good Health, sponsored by Good Shepherd Healthcare System. With me today is Dr. Alexis Tuck. She's an obstetrician and gynecologist at Good Shepherd Women's Center in Hermiston. She just joined us. If you have any questions for Dr. Tuck, we welcome those and ask that you please message us on Facebook, and we will get back to you. So we were just talking about you caring for women of all ages. Um, do you provide services for our LGBTQ pu- plus population? Um, Yes, I do. Um, They have a special place in my heart. Mm -hmm. Uh, Women in this world endure a lot already, and this population endures probably 10 times that. Mm -hmm. Um, And they are usually underrepresented and face a lot of obstacles in society, and some do not even want to seek care due to fear of being judged or mistreated. Um, I want to be a voice for those suffering in silence. So prior to coming here, I was already seeing a decent number of patients from the LGBTQ community um, at Cadillac, and I want my patients to get the best care no matter who they are. So you think you'll, you'll bring a lot of patients as well from, from up in that area down here? Yes, I hope so. <laughs> okay. Uh, so let's talk about obstetrics. What do new mothers need to know about their care journey? Um, so I think, and, you know, I, I've had four kids myself as well, so got experience from actually going through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I want the new mothers to know that they're not alone, and even mm-hmm. though sometimes it feels like they are alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm here for the support, information, care through pregnancy and postpartum, um, and just listening, you know. And sometimes um, just talking through a problem will shine light on some resources that they may not have thought about, and uh, I think we just don't listen enough, so I think that's what they need. Yes. And uh, what can pregnant patients expect when they come to the family birth center at Good Shepherd? So um, I they should know that definitely they will be taking care of them and their families uh, while they welcome their new bundle of joy. And um, labor and delivery um, uh, and, you know, the birth process um, is unique to everybody, but we uh, try to uh, address problems as they come and uh, really have make sure that they have a wonderful experience. Absolutely. Um, from my own experience, the nurses and care team at the Family Birth Center are exceptional. Um, what would you tell potentially new maternity patients that are deciding where to go for care and delivery? I think that um, they definitely should know that this hospital will provide the best care um, for them here. And at, uh, because our clinic uh, the docs work both at the women's center as well as the birth center. They will know the docs that deliver them as well, uh, and it will be definitely personalized care. I agree. It's definitely something to say that you have developed that relationship, mm-hmm. that you know, you've seen them through your maternity care journey mm-hmm. already, and you have that trust built up. It's, it's a wonderful thing. Yes. So, um, What are some of the things you enjoy doing outside of work, Dr. Tuck? So um, <laughs> I, most of the time when I hear that question, I'm like, man, I got to do stuff with my kids. And so right now, uh, because my kids are small, most of my um, time is spent doing activities with them, which is what I really uh, look forward to and what Good Shepherd has 
given me more time to do. And uh, yeah, we do sports. My girls are in basketball right now, um, and they love it. And uh, we have more time to go to the park, and it's just nice to be home with the family. Absolutely.、Yeah. Um, well, is there anything else you'd like to share with our community, Dr. Tuck?、Um, I just want to say that I am very excited to be here and really honored to be able to provide care for the women of this community. And、uh, uh, just want the ladies here to know that they can always reach out if, if they have any concerns. Yes,、uh, just a phone call away. Yes. <laughs> well, it's time to wrap up Good Health today. I want to thank Dr. Alexis Tuck, our OBGYN at Good Shepherd Women's Center. If you have questions for Dr. Tuck or are looking for more information, you can always call.、Uh, it's five four one six six seven three eight zero one, or you can visit our website for more information. Dr. Tuck, it was a pleasure speaking with you today and and learning about your compassion and dedication to women's healthcare in the community. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Again, this is Good Health, and we invite you to visit our website for more information at www.gshealth.org, and our Facebook page where we will post a podcast from today's interview with Dr. Tuck soon. This is Good Health, brought to you by Good Shepherd Healthcare System in the KOHU studio. Thank you for joining, and be well.